Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2017. This is Jenny talking about Step 3. Yeah, hi everyone, I'm Jenny. I'm an alcoholic and I'm sober today. And um, it's such a privilege um, to be asked to share and, um, yeah, Step 3. I... I just want to say firstly, you know, um, my sobriety date, a date of time, is the 20th of February 2001 and I'm honestly brought to you here today as the butterflies go round and round by Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I walked into these rooms um, in 2001 and I was a complete mess, physically, spiritually and emotionally. I had no idea that I was an alcoholic. I had no idea... um, how to stop drinking, you know, I thought it was all about the alcohol and um, my marriage was, um, I don't know, my marriage was just, um, I was living in a marriage that, you know, had nothing in it. I was working in a job that, in a career actually, that um, everything I felt I was losing grip of and um, so I too, you know, I'd heard previous speakers today, you know, I came into these rooms. On the outside I had a husband, I had a house, I had... um, had a job, and um, on the inside, I was absolutely bankrupt, as described, you know, um, in the 12 and 12 in step one, and I had no solution, no idea, not even a solution, I didn't even know um, how to live each day, you know, and um, and I had a girlfriend, I, I always share this, I had a girlfriend who was, um, who was sober, and I didn't know she was in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, And she was a walking, talking big book for me. And um, I just knew that she didn't drink and she was happy about it. And um, and it it was this woman that I rang one night and I said, I think I'm drinking too much and I don't know how to stop. And she took me to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous to my first meeting. And um, little did I know, um, I thought my life was over and um, it was just beginning. So I always like to share that because never underestimate, you know, your power of example. Um, you know, when you're in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, living this program to the best of your ability. And, um, you know, so what it was like at the end of my drinking um, and during my drinking, you know, I, um, I started drinking when I was about 16 and I remember going to the... Um, I was at a tech school, so year 11 was the last year. And I remember going to the chicken and champagne breakfast And, um, you know, at 8 o'clock or 7.30, my mum had to come and get me and um, I blacked out and I spent the day on the couch vomiting, you know. And that was, um, that was, you know, um, and and I too, I thought, you know, I'm never doing that again. That feels pretty yuck and pretty, um, you know, soul-destroying in front of my friends. And um, yet, you know, it was, um, it kicked me off. And um, for the next few years, you know, it progressively got worse, you know. I did... um, I did meet my husband and um, in the pub, and I was drunk. And um, you know, and and you know, sponsors have reminded me over time, you know, that that my drinking wasn't a total waste. And and one of those things is my marriage, um, which is great today. You know, it's completely different. It's a brand new, brand new marriage to what it was when I got, you know, when I was drinking and then got sober. So in regards to um, step three, um, you've heard a little bit um, about where I've come from. You know, at the end of my drinking, just before I get to step three, um, you know, my gutter was my couch. I learned all about these things in Alcoholics Anonymous from other, other members. I thought the alcoholic when I came in was a person that was in the parks and gardens with nowhere to live. You know, thank God people got up and told their stories and I got to identify, you know, um, 
I got to identify that, you know, I'd get home and I'd be telling myself when I was driving home that, you know, I won't go to the bottle shop, I won't go to the bottle shop and all of a sudden my car was turning left and I was getting that bottle of wine and I was in a corporate job and, you know, we would have drinks at work and we'd have one or two. Everyone would go off on their merry way and, and have their weekend or do whatever and then I would be... I couldn't wait to get home, you know. I couldn't wait to get home and get that next bottle open. And that was my gutter, you know, my couch at home at the end of my drinking. And, yeah, so it did. It progressively got worse and there were consequences that occurred. And I got to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and I actually saw people who were happy about being sober. I had no idea that you could actually not drink and actually enjoy life. Like, you know, not only how would I get through um, the next day or the next birthday or the next wedding or the next whatever, um, but you could actually honestly get joy and peace in life, you know. And so, yeah, I got to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and... um, I quickly saw that the people who were happy about life were people who had a home group, who were, as it was suggested to me, doing service and getting into the middle of Alcoholics Anonymous and also, um, and also, yeah, just um, oh, getting a sponsor and um, getting into the, the program, you know. And I know today for me, at the start, it was like about doing the steps But today, it's about, you know, this program pervades every inch of my body. I don't actually, I don't do it perfect by any means, but but it actually, I don't have to do it anymore. I actually, it's a part of me. It it exudes from me, you know, and... um, And that just comes from, you know, fronting up a day at a time and doing the things I don't want to do, you know, taking some actions I don't want to take all the time that over time has swung the other way that I actually do want to do it, you know, ringing people and getting numbers and um, and not just inside the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous but outside the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. I've learnt the skills to be able to go outside the rooms and, um, you know, the first time... I took the service position of doing dishes, you know. I actually am able to do that at work and not get a resentment, you know, and not have to tell somebody. Um, And, gee, it's freeing. You know, when you work in a department of 45 people, it's messy in the kitchen. And the fact I'm even smiling about it now, you know, um, you know, last night, it was just really good, just being able to do that but being free. And I guess, you know, step three is a big part of that freedom from the bondage of self that I get to live um, and do. So, step three. Um, So, I I had to get to the surrendered state of step one, firstly, of, you know, realising that I was alcoholic and my life was unmanageable. Um, You know, and again, my sponsor took me through the book and she pointed me to specific um, parts of the book and um, because I was unsure, you know, I go, am I really alcoholic, you know? And um, as soon as I was able to, I didn't even have to try and um, pick up a drink at, you know, and stop suddenly, as it suggests. I just knew straight from there that, you know, I'm done, show me what to do. And, um, you know, I've just heard about step two, you know, um, the, in, the insanity, and I had to understand where that insanity, you know, was lying, you know, and it was the insanity. I didn't understand it was before I picked up the drink I was insane, you know thought, again, if I can only stop at drink four, everything would be good and I'd have a great night and, you know, I wouldn't cause too much um, drama. But having got to those two steps and, um, you know, for me, I 
I'm a real list person, I'm a real um, factual person, I need to have it, you know, set out. And, you know, I was so grateful that my sponsor was really open to, um, to working out what worked for me. And, you know, I got to do a list of what my higher power was, what I wanted my higher power to be. And so when I got to um, step three, um, I, I really, because I really believed in this power greater than myself that I come to design, um, you know, it, it sort of not made it, I guess it did make it a bit easier because, again, it was being authentic. It was about being, okay, well, my higher power loves me unconditionally, you know, even when I stuff up. That was one of the things on my list. And so to get to step three and be able to, um, you know, I guess see that my way of living wasn't working, number one, um, and the self-centeredness that drove me and the control and um, the mess I'd make of things. Even when, even when things did turn out right, when I was trying to run my own life, um, it's still, I still wanted that drink or I still wanted that escape or it still wasn't good enough. There was still something missing in my soul. And, um, you know, the, um, the self-centeredness, you know, it talks about fear in step three as well. And fear drove me. Fear, both in sobriety and when I was drinking, the fear has been my biggest thing, you know. And um, we've heard a little about fear already. But, you know, I had to um, understand um, that the fear was never going to go away. You know, no matter how much I wished it, it was never going to go away. So I either had to live with this fear and actually, you know, not, um, not be paralysed by it and stop me from living. Um, and so when I got to step three... All of those things that it talks about came to the fore and, you know, making that decision um, to turn my will and my life over the care of God, you know, it did confuse me, confuse me. What do they mean by this? And, you know, I asked, her, I asked my sponsor, of course, and she was taking me through the book, but I did ask a couple of other people too, thanks, and they talked about, um, and I still didn't understand it at the time um, a little bit, but they talked about... Um, you know, um, my will and uh, my life about, um, you know, thoughts and actions. You know, I was... This self-centred life that I was living and running right on self-will was action I was just taking that was, you know... Um, I was a real control freak. My job at the time, I was an executive assistant working for an exec who had about six managers under him. This is at the end of my drinking... And, um, you know, I would just fire off stuff and tell them and try and control everything, you know. And I didn't take into account anyone else's um, priorities. It was all about what my end result was and the fear driving that, that if I didn't get this done, I would be looked like I wasn't doing my job or, you know, that I was a bad person or, you know, totally self-centred completely. And... Um, you know, I remember when I got to do um, amends to that executive, I sat there and, um, and I said to him, look, you know, I just want to apologise for the way I controlled and the way I, you know, I really, it was one of the things I really had to do. You know, and, and again, I think I know all the time. And I did all that with a sponsor, you know, going through that. And, and, you know, and he pointed out to me that part of my role was to make sure those things got in and that. So um, I can really see where, um, you know, that sort of stuff came up. And, um, you know, not letting... At the time, I didn't have the tool. I didn't, you know, I hadn't done the step. And I didn't know how to, um, how to live and, um, and following that 
you know, I've, I've got a brand new way of living. And, you know, when I... Um, the, the other word in there is, you know, care. You know, I really struggled with um, having been someone who sort of always um, had drive and had, you know, um, you know, the ability to make things happen. You know, that was how I lived. And, um, you know, care was quite a gentle word, you know, and it actually helped me with step three a lot. And, um, you know, it wasn't about that, you know, I was handing this life over to someone... Um, who was going to, you know, on purpose stuff it up for me, you know? And, and again, you know, I talked about the power of example earlier and, you know, that's what I had and I think it's been talked about earlier here today. You know, the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous showed me people who were sober, who, had, who were living this step and who were not drinking and who were happy about it, you know? And, um, and what more evidence could I need, you know, than that? And so... Um, the other thing that was pointed out to me in step three, and it's, um, you know, it's part of my favourite stuff in the book, um, all the promises, but there are step three promises that are absolutely amazing, and if you haven't been introduced to them at all, um, I'm just going to read some of them, and um, man, when you um, feel and live this, it's um, amazing. It says, you know, when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. I love this one. We had a new employer. You know, living on my will and not handing over to my higher power got me to the point I had a cold at work, a bad cold. I was going on holidays and, um, and because of my people-pleasing and, and me wanting to run the show and make everything right, I had to do these minutes for this executive committee and it was late at night and, you know, I couldn't get anyone else to do them. And, you know, and instead of... People could see I was really, really sick, you know, and, but I was my employer at the time and so what I did was I did it. I got on the plane, I was flying to Queensland and my eardrum burst and there was blood coming out, you know, and, and this is what happens when Jenny runs her life, you know. Um, so that line, we had a new employer, you know, my higher power is my employer today. You know, thankfully today, if I'm sick, I don't have to be the martyr and front up to work. I ring up and I say I'm sick. You know, this is just... The miracle of this program is amazing. And it just says here, being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. You know, um, I don't if and but about the words. There's no debate for me in the big book. Um, I just... I just believe that what's worked for so many others will work for me and, um, you know, every time, you know, I can guarantee you I've been provided with what I've needed, you know, um, since I've got sober. It mightn't have been what I've wanted and there's another bit that I, um, you know, um, like to remind myself and it's later on but I apply it earlier as well and it's, you know, I ha thank you, I have to do this stuff regardless of the personal consequences you know, I think someone mentioned before about, um, oh, what was it, it's just gone, um, whether it works out for me or not was sort of the gist of it, you know, um, whether it, it's going to be a good thing or, you know, I shouldn't really use the word good and bad as um, I've learnt, but, um, you know, it just is and I get to, um, you know, I get to... Um, I get to front up, take certain actions, and then what I get in return is just amazing. And um, and this this promise um, established on such a footing, 
um, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. That is gold. Because when I started to take things less personally, um, you know, really um, actually become interested in other people. And again, you know, my purpose is to be useful in this life, um, not to, you know, be concerned with what I'm getting or not getting or blah de blah And, um, you know, this last year has been um, quite challenging, a day at a time in my life. Um, there's a bit going on and what it's done for me, and I love this, it's actually brought me closer to my higher power. You know, I remember early when I got sober, my sponsor used to always say to me, well, Jenny, is this action you're going to take going to bring you closer to um, picking up a drink or take you further away? And as soon as I asked that question of myself, it was quite clear. I, I don't have to work this stuff out in my life. Um, I just get that knowing of um, that gut feel, knowing um, what the next right thing is. And sometimes I don't listen to that. Sometimes I take the other action. But, you know, in the last few weeks, some stuff's come up for me and it's been quite icky. And um, having been, you know, that relationship with my higher power where I know my higher power is running the show, um, you know, I've, I've let people in and I've showed my vulnerability and I've told them what's going on and it's a bit embarrassing and it's a bit, you know, but I have to do it. You know what? I have to I have to be honest and I have to tell people in these rooms what's going on, you know, the people that are really close to me. And, um, you know, it does feel icky and it's getting better, you know. As soon as I, as soon as I share that stuff, that's, you know, my sponsor talks to me about holding that yucky stuff up to the light of the serenity prayer and telling someone else about it and it, it just starts to take a little bit of that power and that, you know, um, secrecy away. And already things have got better from me doing that, you know. And, um, you know, I had a better sleep last night and, um, and things like that. So I guess on finishing up um, on step three, yeah, if you haven't read the promises of step three, I haven't, thanks. Um, I haven't talked about the prayer either, but, um, you know, that third step prayer just really... What it does for me um, is um, right-sizes me. And my third step prayer really quickly often is just the last three or four words in that area of thy will be done. You know, no matter what's going on, whether, um, you know, um, my mum's got cancer and she's dying and um, and we're making the most of our time with her, you know, and, and it's, it's an actual time of joy. And, um, you know, I just keep going, thy will be done, you know, and I get to front up as um, a sober daughter, you know, and and this was the mother when I was, you know, 33 and had been married for 10 years getting phone calls about my behaviour, you know, like, and today I can be, um, you know, I'm current, I'm current in my relationships, I'm current at work, I'm current, you know, um, with doctor's appointments, like, this is a star, thanks. Alcoholics Anonymous, um, you know, you people have shown me what to do. And um, I've got one minute left. So, you know, the last thing I want to say about step three is me getting out of the way is allowing, um, you know, myself to reach my full potential. And, um, you know, I used to, you know, if I was running my life, it would be like that. But, you know, with with my high power, it's like that. And um, I've just turned 50... And um, I've got an amazing um, 
career opportunity that's just arisen and I never would have thought that was possible you know at this age I would have been curtailing my career down and um, thank God my higher power knows better and um, yeah and I know that um, it'll be it'll be tough but you know with everything that's going on the best is yet to come so please keep coming back thanks Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.